Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hello and welcome into the Daily Score. And I want to get right into it. We're going to be talking bears on this episode. And as I was just saying, uh, discussing the person that I sit next to at work every single day of my life. And that person, that man, that inspiration, that writer for 670thescore.com, he is Chris Emma. Chris Emma, ladies and gentlemen, making his second appearance on the Daily Score. He has been our best guest. That's why we had him back on again. He has also been the only guest we've ever had on this show. What up, Emma? You know, it's uh, I set the bar high, I believe, the first time. Or low. It depends who you ask, I guess. But it is uh, <laughs> great to be back. I'm glad you're back. You know, I was just thinking about this as we were just we were chit-chatting about training camp and you know, we're both going to the the dual practice in Indianapolis and Carmel proper. So it's a little getaway, a little change up from camp, which I like. Do you miss going to Bourbon A for the getaway and reporting from Bourbon A? I do. Yeah, I, I definitely do. It, it's it's you know, it's obviously more comfortable being able to sleep in your own bed and you know do your own routine as you go through it, but I, I just I love the simplicity of Bourbon where it's all kind of ball. It, it really is. You get down there and you know there's there's nothing else going on but football and work. It's like I kind of love that. I mean it's uh it, it's different uh just having that drive up to Hallis and that excruciating trip down to Kennedy every day as it seems to get worse and worse. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh I, I miss I miss the ease of Bourbon A. Yeah, Bourbon A, it was like you were away. Pack pack your bags for two weeks worth of stuff. You are gone. You are there on a work trip. There's all you don't think about a lot of your own life and your personal life and things like that. I mean, obviously, it's so easy to do that in this day and age, but it was a true getaway. And uh, yeah, you and I made the most of it on our uh, famous trips to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it, there was I, I enjoyed Bourbon and I didn't get to do what everybody else did in terms of staying in the dorms and doing that whole deal. I know you did. Yeah. For a bit, uh, I, I wish I would have not only had, I wish I would have had that experience, the experience that all, a lot of the other writers had. Is it's, you know, it's funny how a, a bunch of forty and fifty year olds, not not myself, but it's uh, it's oh, okay, Chris. Into a college kid, and all these uh, adults turn into a bunch of man childs out there. I, oh, I yeah. experienced that one. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, and we could probably do a whole podcast, and maybe we will at some point in time on training camp and training camp stories and uh, all the goods but then there, there's a lot of proprietary uh, material that goes into that as well so yeah maybe maybe i scratch that off the list if i want to survive with my fellow bears beat brethren but let's get into the bears and training camp i know i talked to you earlier today and i was thinking let's do some training camp mvps we'll do um, top two guys, MVP, runner-up, and if you want to throw an honorable mention guy in there as well. But who so far, Emma, in this camp has been your MVP and runner-up? 
it's really no question to me. It's DJ Moore. I mean, the guy has made a play every day, multiple plays a lot of days. Uh, days where the offense isn't going well, he's still standing out. Like, he's that good. Um, I mean, the guy's got superstar potential, and we saw it throughout five years in Carolina. Uh, he's fantastic out there. He and Justin Fields are really in sync. You can see it every day. Uh, there's a true comfort and confidence there, and the guy kind of carries himself like that star. And, and it just I, I've been impressed by him every day. It seems like it's something every single practice you're out there. It's like there's another play. There's DJ. Yesterday is the first play of practice. Bang, there's DJ over the middle touchdown. It's like just constant. I, the guy continues to stand out. Uh, he's the best player on the roster right now. He's been the best player and most impressive in training camp. It's funny, man. I was just thinking about how, you know, you're saying he's like a cool customer and guy just knows what he's doing. The, the guys on this offense, except for with the loud exception of Chase Claypool, they are just this really quiet bunch of offensive players. Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, Darnell Mooney, like soft-spoken calm dudes and dj moore fits right in with that group it's just i, I suppose it's just by chance that it's happened that way well it's, it's just, just kind of too, right i mean it, it, you get why dj along with the darnell moody those guys really click well adjust and like they're so similar in personalities and they both they, all three of them really have that kind of quiet confidence about them like you kind of understand why they really mesh well together in the case specifically with dj moore why he and justin fields really clicked right away so well put. Yeah, the quiet confidence. So I just that's just a little theme to to build on right there. As a matter of fact, Chris, I'd like to see you write uh, a long story about that and completely credit me for inspiring you. I'll get right on that. <laughs> All right. So you got DJ Moore. Who's your runner up? Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, you know, the rookie, the second round pick, he, he's really and along the same lines of what we're talking about. I'll go the other way with this. Now I like somebody who's loud. I like a rookie who's talking crap yeah. and, and that's Tyreek Stevenson. We saw it when he was going up against Chase Claypool and he's really been talking this whole camp. Like, I like that. You need to have confidence. You need to have swagger as a corner in this league. And he's got that. You can see it every day. You can hear it. Like, that matters to me. It says this guy belongs. But his play backs it up. We've seen it, too, the way he goes up in these matchups. Uh, these pre, that first preseason game, the way that he was pursuing those tackles, that aggressiveness. Think about uh, that screenplay he blew up. Oh, yeah. We've seen a lot of examples of that, similar plays like that throughout the course of camp. Like, and Flus has talked about it. Whenever you ask Flus about Tyreek Stevenson, he said, this guy loves to tackle. He knows what he's doing out there. Like, they believed in that. But he's been a playmaker all throughout camp, and he's really impressed me. It reminds me of, you know, different positions, but it reminds me of Jaquan Brisker last year where you just kind of felt like, and I don't think Brisker made the nearly the amount of plays that Tyreek Stevenson has made, but there was this, that guy looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, without a doubt. And I'm sure I've never asked Ryan Poles about kind of the, the personality traits he looks for in, you know, corner or safety, but like you have to have that in those roles. Like that's like such a key spot where, that confidence matters. I mean, Tyree Stevenson, like right out of the gate, is going to be in some really big matchups. And, uh, you know, they're, they're counting on this guy. They drafted him to be a starter. I know Terrell Smith has been pushing him, but it's going to be Stevenson. He's going to oh, win yeah. that spot. Uh, and he belongs. He's absolutely looks like he belongs. And we've seen that all throughout camp. 
Let's stay with the the secondary and the defensive backs here for a second because it'll lead nicely into one of my MVPs. And uh, this is the Daily Score. I'm Mark Rohde. The other guy is my guy, Chris Emma, who, just like me, covers the Bears every day of his life. As you could see, if you're watching on YouTube, he's on Twitter at CEmma670. Yeah, it's right there, right there for you. There we invite you. if you're not if you're not watching on YouTube again, we'd love you to do that. Um, and as you can see, at Mark Rody Sports, at Mark Rody Sports is where you can follow me on Twitter. We're both on Instagram as well. So my and those are great. Those are those are two great guys. And I don't really know. I know I'd probably lose the popular vote on DJ Moore because you know, let's face it, DJ Moore is the real MVP of everything the Bears have done so far, including their first preseason game, but. I will go with my MVP so far, Chris, for this camp is Kyler Gordon. Um, you know, it's not like Kyler Gordon was a bad player by any means last year, but he was classic rookie struggles, like heavily, like the volatility factor was real for Kyler Gordon last year. He struggled at times, not to say he didn't make plays, but man, he has looked so confident and so smooth playing in the slot. A lot of good battles against Darnell Mooney. I think that Kyler – and then, you know, even in that first preseason game, I know that the the defense looked bad on the overall on that drive, but he had two ball-jarring hits on that drive. So it was like, okay, I've seen the transformation uh, of a player, and I've seen it, it uh, go from training camp to a game. So I'm really looking forward to, to Kyler Gordon. What do you think about that pick? Yeah, he, he was up there in my Mount Rushmore, I guess you could say, of, of MVPs for this uh, for this camp. Absolutely. I mean, he's you, you can tell uh, confidence. I'm going to use that word again here, but like that was a guy who's lacking confidence so badly last year. You could see it. Uh, you and I both talked to him multiple times, midseason, late season, but he's kind of more open. Like, yeah, it's been hard. It's been an acclimation. I've not been ready for this and that. And it's been a lot of struggles. Like, I, I appreciate the candor that he had of going through everything he was kind of dealing with as a player, but he fell toward the end of the season that he found something. We've seen it in camp. He, he looks like a different player out there. He looks like the guy that the Bears drafted. Uh, I think he's a lot more comfortable in this nickel position. Uh, I, I believe that, you know, this whole secondary, the defense as a whole being improved is really kind of lifting him up. And uh, yeah, he's really been impressive throughout camp. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. And can't wait to get to the real games to confirm you know, for real what we've seen so far. And before we get to Justin Fields, I'll just give you my my runner-up guy. It's it's This is not going to be very fun, but it's Jatari Carter, who has the second-year offensive lineman that has basically played right guard for the entire training camp because of the drama that's going on with Nate Davis, who we, I don't know if he's healthy, if he's not, or what's going on, or when he's going to play again. But Jatari Carter, seeing him get downfield blocking, I think it was on the was it on the Herbert one? He yeah. and uh, he and Cody Whitehair, like it was just like you know he he we don't talk about him a lot because he's doing just fine, and I I don't know that he's ready to start as you know in the NFL at this point, but. You know, Ryan Poles did develop one fifth rounder to be your left tackle and Braxton Jones. Who knows about Jatari Carter? But yeah, I'm going to give the offensive line a little love, Emma. Yeah, and I like that you said that. I agree with you there. He's, he's maximized an opportunity with Nate Davis out. And 
the, the big picture takeaway, you touched on it a bit there. It's Ryan Poles' ability to identify offensive line talent. Like, ever since Poles came into this GM job, we've kind of blindly assumed, well, he's an offensive lineman at heart. He knows how to scout. They're like, we don't know what his scouting traits are, what he's looking for. But yeah. we've had two drafts so far, and the returns are good. Braxton Jones looked, you know, mostly impressive in a lot of times as a rookie. I think he's going to have a big second season and really kind of anchor down that left tackle spot. But, yeah, the success of a guy like a Jatir Carter, like that, that goes a long way. You, you kind of understand what Ryan Poles is looking for, and you can see the traits. And, uh, yeah, his ability to get downfield is impressive to me. That really stands out as well. Uh, he looks com- comfortable out there. You talk to his teammates that believe in him. Uh, even Nate Davis, when he was asked about saying, yeah, the kid can play out there. Like it's encouraging to, you know, our assumptions on Ryan Poles drafting of the old line, like maybe it's right. Maybe he is somebody who can really identify talent there. And obviously Darnell Wright's going to be the guy we truly, uh, we truly evaluate Poles off of with that. But, uh, I like to see late round finds and Carter looks like he could be one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just looking up here. Um, just at the guys that he drafted, those offensive linemen that he drafted last year. We talked about Braxton Jones, the fifth rounder, every game at left tackle last year. Then you have you had Zach Thomas, a sixth rounder out of San Diego uh, State. I think they cut or waived. I think he might have been on the practice the Rams, I believe. What's that? He got claimed by the Rams. That's right. That's right. I think that he was not protected and he was claimed by the Rams. Um, then you, we talked about Jatari Carter. And uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, Doug Kramer. Doug Kramer has been out there. I don't know, man. It's, uh, I didn't expect to get stuck on this here in this podcast. Is Doug Kramer the backup center for this team? I don't know. I will see. I, I'm curious about Lucas Patrick's spot and whether he's going to make yeah. the 53 or if he's somebody you, you cut loose. I, I look at the, the, the equation on this. I mean, hitting two out of four late round picks, it might be a, huge success if you if you count carter in that hitting one out of four day three picks for the offensive line like that's fantastic and i think braxton jones is going to be that guy you're talking about for a number of years at that spot and uh, i'm expecting a big second season out of him but if carter can i don't know if he might be starting some games this season we'll see it's uh, i'm curious to see his development but yeah he's made a good impression so far yep all right let's get on to um justin fields and just kind of go through our opinions on the evaluation and what you've seen from Justin Fields in training camp and even in the preseason game, if you would like, where are you with Justin Fields? What's on your mind about this fair starting quarterback? I loved what I saw in the preseason game. Obviously you have to love it. I'm the, you know, getting the ball out quickly in that screen pass to DJ Moore, letting him take it. I uh, love the way he extended that play on the, uh, and the deep on the pass that went for the touchdown to Herbert. Uh, it, it's signs of increased comfort and confidence and trusting your playmakers, right? It, uh, that that play to Herbert, for example, yeah, I don't know if he's getting rid of that ball to any receiver, any target last season. <laughs> That's a great I think point, man. About just tucking in and running it, but yeah, um, you know, I, I, I like the quick ball design. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about, oh, he's not throwing the ball deep, the yards in the air, whatever. Like this is an offense that's really based. Obviously built around the run, but they want to get the ball off quickly. They want those kind of passes like you saw to DJ Moore. Uh, I want to see a lot. I'm really curious to watch Justin Fields uh, the next two days in Indianapolis because it's going to be a different test. And he kind of admitted it too. Like, 
I don't think he's going to play much in that preseason game. He's going to get a lot of important reps against the Colts when they go live in these practices. He's going to see an unfamiliar defense. Now, it's not the same defense he's been going against. It's not that base scheme that he's used to seeing every day. He's going to be seeing different looks. He's going to be getting different rushes. Uh, he's going to be seeing different uh, coverages that he's completely not used to. It's really a test on the fly to see his decision-making uh, I'm going to learn a lot about Justin Fields in the next couple of days, and I'll be able to kind of give you a better sense of where he stands after these practices. But uh, it's a great test, and I think he's looking forward to it. Yeah, some some great points there. Yeah, the Justin Fields factor in the dual practice, that that is going to be a blast to watch that and get a better idea. And, you know, they're, they're not going to be like the, the pitch count and all of that kind of stuff. So that's a great point. And I, I love your point, too, about, the the play where he's eluding the pressure and then find and then dumps it off to to Khalil Herbert for the touchdown like you're right he probably would have run in that spot no doubt about it so that's definitely a great takeaway from I it. mean I, yeah, look, ahead, the biggest yeah. thing for Fields this season is trusting his guys right it's like he didn't have any guys he could trust <laughs> last season it's why he was so reluctant to throw the ball or to take a chance on somebody it's why he tucked and ran, ran so much. He doesn't want to be setting rushing records this season. He's right. talking about that. He wants to be that 4,000-yard passer. If he trusts these guys, and we've seen the connections develop so far, he can really make that important step as a passer this season. Yeah, and you know that's still what I guess that's what I've zeroed in on on the most, and maybe you know in sort of a symbolic way, what DJ Moore did can change a little bit of the my rough draft thoughts for the Bears and like maybe you know like, like you said Justin Fields doesn't have to fling the ball down the field and be like the you know the greatest elite passer in the world but that said um you know there's been a lot of ups and downs for Justin Fields in this camp a lot of down days quite frankly yeah. and maybe it is because and I'll just to speak for myself Maybe for me, it's I expected to see the discernible jump going into this training camp. And that's what I haven't seen. Like, I haven't seen the, oh, yeah, you got to see this guy moment. But maybe that's just unrealistic for me. And I'm on the, the side of the people that are just pushing him to this place way too fast. And it doesn't have to happen overnight. So that's kind of how I look at it and what informs my opinions a lot of times, because a lot of days I'm like, this was not a good day for the bears offense, but that's just the way that's the way I've seen. And that's the way I've felt. It's going to sound really funny and sad to say, but like, I've only covered the Bears in my in my reporting career. Like, I don't know what a great quarterback looks like in training camp. I'd, I'd say that not even like in a mocking way, like dead serious. I don't know, yeah. like what does Aaron Rodgers look like during the course of training camp? Does he have days where the defense is just beating him down? And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to look for in terms of the signs of is he is he great? Like point. we've we've seen the struggles. There's a lot of you can see clear as day. Oh, he's holding on to the ball too long. Uh, oh, that plays dead. It's a sack. The guy. Like, I know he's not getting thrown down in the backfield for a sack, but like. You can see when he's holding on too long, but like, I don't know. I, I don't know what greatness looks like from a quarterback in training camp. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe, maybe right. none of this matters. And he has that kind of breakthrough season. Everybody hopes this year. I can't tell you right now. Yeah. It's really tough to tell. And yeah, those are, those are great points too. I mean, in terms of what we're seeing and what we think we're supposed to see. And if we don't see exactly what we want to see, does that mean he's a failure? You know, is it possible that there's things that they're literally working on? 
that they're that they would never consider doing in an NFL game. That's all possible, sort of like the comp of a pitcher in spring training when they're working on a pitch that they're trying to add to their repertoire that they may not even ever use. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I mean, we've heard a lot of examples of you know a throw that maybe you know it's knocked down in coverage or picked off. It's you know it's just a quarterback taking a chance, seeing what he can try to get away with throughout the course of camp. Like, is he making that decision in, in a regular season game? Probably not. It's I, again, I don't know what the greatness looks like from a quarterback throughout the course of camp, but um, you can tell the basic signs of whether Fields is making the development that you want to see. It, it, we've seen a mix back so far, and you hope you can get the the complete product when you get to the season. All right. I see that our uh, 10 to 15 minute daily podcast is now heading into its 19th minute. And that's my fault. So, so really quickly, you, uh, I, I don't think you could top the Justin Fields and watching what he's going to do in the dual practices on Wednesday and Thursday. So that's definitely the number one thing to watch, but what else turns you on about this bears Colts dual practice coming up or joint practices? Ray just put on the board. It's always about the joints with Ray. I don't, you know, whatever. Well, Ray. Yeah. It's not the wake and bake club. Here. It's, uh, <laughs> I want to see Darnell, right. I want to see him full go. Look, in the course of Bears on Bears, when it's offense against defense, they're not, you know, they're not playing to the echo to the whistle. They're not attacking on the defense. Darnell Wright's got a chance now. He doesn't have to look after the Colts defensive line and make sure that he's keeping them healthy. He can play as physical as he wants out there. You're going to really get a look. You saw it in, the, in that preseason game, but the snaps he had out there looked good. He looked impressive. I want to see it throughout the course of camp. I want to see that mean streak and that physicality out there. I think you're going to get a lot of that from Darnell Wright. Yeah, and uh, we'll see if maybe, you know, Yannick Ngakwe obviously played with the Colts last year, see if he gets out there, if they let him loose just a little bit. And uh, just for the hell of it, maybe Nate Davis will practice, Chris. We'll see, respectively. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That's it. That's all the time we have. Chris, thanks for coming on. You've Again, you've been a terrific guest. Thank you, sir. Best and worst guest so far. <laughs> That's right. That is Chris Emma of 670thescore.com. Follow him now on Twitter at CEmma670. He is posting Bears content just about every single day. We'll both be in Indianapolis and reporting from there for the score. For Ray Diaz, I am Mark Grody. Thanks for watching.